0: Uh, there's uh, many times when I feel like I'm very inadequate and when I look back to the things that I've been able to accomplish and achieve, I can't, sometimes I can't seem to shake the feeling that I don't know if this is good enough or if you know if I can go to the next level, this sort of thing. Uh,
1: in my head I thought, oh, twenty six is so, I'm supposed to have done X, Y, and Z and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's like a whole lifetime ahead of me. So, I was like, what, what am I pressurizing myself into for what? So,
2: Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Can We Talk? a Four a minute. Hey, it's a girl Belinda, also known as Munda Kampala. And I'm so excited to be back with a new conversations episode. I feel like it's been a minute since we had one. Um, but come here watch Gasco Film Season 2. So, before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our YouTube channel and all our subscribers. Um, the YouTube channel started, I think it was last week um and i'm so excited to create content for the youtube channel it will have content that's different from the audio conversations it will have more of the self-reflective episodes as well as more content like book reviews and yeah you have to keep you have to subscribe to find out what's there, eh? Yeah, you know. But getting into today's episode, I'm so excited for my first crossover episode. This was an episode. This is an episode with another amazing Ugandan podcast. I feel like the Ugandan podcast scene is going crazy. Like we're killing it out here. And on this episode, this is a conversation with Javin and Esther from the Millennial Rants podcast. The Millennial Rants podcast is a podcast that is focused around conversations for millennials. And you can follow them on Instagram at millennialrants.pod. In this episode, we get into imposter syndrome. I, I feel like this is something a lot of us creators, even people who are not creatives, we struggle with it in our professional lives, in our personal lives, like imposter syndrome. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Follow us on Anchor, leave a review or rate, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube.
1: Yes, Ooh. maybe Esther should start.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, uh, my name is uh, Esther and I am a project manager by profession. and I'm also the founder of Big Box, which is an online marketplace for all things made in Uganda by youth US- Enterprises. Wow. I'm also one of the co-hosts or one of the co-podcasters of Millennial Runs, which is just what? conversations for millennials. Me and Javin talk about our experiences. Um so yeah, about critical issues for millennials. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> what else <do> <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh Yes, um, I'm Javin, um, the other uh, uh, co-host of Millennial Runs Podcast. Well, Millennial Runs Podcast is, uh, we started it just to extend our conversations that we were having with our friend group, just to other millennials out there, and we're loving that people can relate to it. You can listen to it or to Rants on Millennial Runs on Almost uh, all podcast platforms from uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, i t uh, Apple Podcast, not iTunes, uh, Stitcher, ETC. And check us out on Instagram at Pod. And on a personal level, I am in data science and machine learning. I work in the technology space. And, yeah, the podcast really uh, helps me... Um, Yeah, connect with friends, connect with new people, just like being on this podcast today, but also uh, as a way to release our creative juices and keep in the loop about what's happening out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have you had the plug? You can listen to it everywhere. But like, um, I like that you talked about it being like an outlet for your creative juices Um, I think that's something I just want to get into, especially now, like Jervin, you said you're in like data science and technology and stuff. And then Esther, you're doing marketing and running your own business. How did you guys feel with starting a podcast? Like, did you feel any, I don't know, fear or failure around starting something that was more creative as opposed to like more technology science-based and stuff? Uh, I wouldn't
1: say fear because I've always been a creative person since I was young. I actually, even with my friends, I think Esther kind of tested it. I've always been um, a creative person, so I have always expressed uh, my creativity through different ways. So this was not really a far-fetched thing. Maybe the only fear I had is just to... Keep our private lives private, but just yeah. sharing just the the meat of the conversations and just um, I think that's the only fear that could be. But in terms of creation, something that really comes easily for me, it's uh, something I could do. Yeah. I'm actually surprised I don't work in that uh, in that um, field, but I think this being as uh, something to uh, express my crea- my creativity is. Um, Yeah, but the fear definitely did show up in just the fear of uh, not knowing the boundaries, if there'll be any boundaries that'll be crossed as we share our experiences.
2: Yeah, I think especially with, like, podcasting, I feel like there's always, like, that fine line between um, sharing enough for people to connect with you and then not sharing a lot of your life, (laughs) yeah? Yeah as yeah. well but um it's interesting for me because when you talk about having that fear as well I feel like men like in society Um because mm-hmm. today on the podcast we're talking about imposter syndrome and so imposter syndrome is basically like this psychological pattern it's faced by every age group people who are like at the peak of their career. I mean, Meryl Streep has talked about having imposter syndrome. And it's pretty much like where you you kind of hit this level of success, but you still doubt your skills, talents, accomplishments, or it's even just the fears, like different fears in like expressing different stuff about you. And I feel like for me, in having conversations with people, I feel like it's more common within women... <laughs> than mm-hmm. in men um i don't know maybe we f- we can first get esther's thoughts on that like for you do you feel especially since you came into this podcast for example with javin so it's like you're working with a man did you feel like you had more fear as how the podcast maybe may be received or like even you putting yourself out there that was different from javin um how was like your journey is different in terms of putting yourselves out there.
0: Um, I definitely like I definitely had like a fear around how people would perceive me, um, because of the way that I always thought about myself. So I was like, I don't know if I'm social enough or if I talk people are going to listen yeah. and if I have anything valuable to bring to the table. But um Javin is a very supportive co-podcaster yeah. because he's my friend before he is my co-podcaster so I never felt that from him he's been supportive and super helpful yeah. so it's what you describe as a healthy work environment <laughs> supportive so whichever fears I had uh, those remain outside when I'm working with Javin however I can talk about it in my career mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I'm super passionate about and I definitely want to grow in uh, there's um, many times when I feel like I'm very inadequate. And when I look back to the things that I've been able to accomplish and achieve, I can't, sometimes I can't seem to shake the feeling that I don't know if this is good enough or if, you know, if I can go to the next level, this sort of thing. I definitely have those feelings. So it's, uh, it's very valid and it's something that I think we talked about this also on our podcast, is that something you have to be aware of if you want to deal with, be aware yeah then you start to deal with it yeah
2: yeah yeah especially also like i like that you bring up like in your professional like career as well like i feel like that's a lot of women we have that thing where even when you have accomplishments um you can't even brag about them the way you know when a man enters the room and he has a thousand accomplishments you will know like in a space of (laughs) of an hour you will know that guy he studied here this whereas women were more like you know it's like you whisper your accomplishments you whisper them to your friends to your colleagues but not as out loud like yeah. to the public because i feel like maybe it's society's perception that we fear because a very accomplished woman for example you may be looked at like i don't know too much in society or something like that
0: yeah yeah and um there's always that fear of how people perceive you like guys are very okay with talking about what they've done but, like, you have this thing at the back of your mind like you don't talk too much. Yeah.
2: Because you fear people like, a bit of a show. Yeah, yeah, she's showing off. And you'll get it from fellow women as well, by the way. Like, that's what's <laughs> shocking. So, for you, Javin, what's your thoughts on, like, do you, are you put off <laughs> by women who are bragging too much about their accomplishments? Or have you, personally, like, as a man, In your professional field, do you feel the need to, you know, like, show off your accomplishments, or it's more like, ah, I'll let them speak for themselves?
1: Uh, Well, I wouldn't say I have a problem with uh, uh, people speaking out on their accomplishments. And I think it shouldn't be, like, a gender divide. Though it already exists, I feel uh, you shouldn't be... um, You shouldn't be, what's the word? You shouldn't be intimidated by what someone has done because those are things the person has been able to accomplish. They do not diminish or do anything to you. I think that would speak to maybe jealousy or envy or feeling inadequate on your own side and you projecting those feelings to someone else because if you're content on your own side, there's nothing wrong for being like, Oh, uh this person is doing great regardless of who they are. Um yeah, it should have nothing to do with how you perceive or interact with them. Those are my uh those are my thoughts around that, but also in the technology space there's a lot of imposter syndrome. Mm. And the reason why is because it's um it's a field that is filled with Who is able to sell themselves the best? Mm. Because these skills, everyone has. Yeah, we can acquire because these days the YouTube courses, there are all these online courses. But is who is going to make the loudest noise? Who is Mm. going to overshadow who? Who's going to say they're going to change the world and make it believable? Yeah. So if you have any slight inkling of insecurity, if you walk into a I don't know, a conference, a workshop, mm-hmm. uh, a meetup, and you are not, you have any slight insecurity, and everyone is saying, I've done this, I've done that. Even when you've accomplished more, yeah, you're going to have this feeling of, I'm not supposed to be here. Yet you should, mm-hmm. but you're just not making enough noise, and you're not realizing that these people are just making noise, but not really
2: acting. Yeah.
1: So it's a very big thing in the technology space, especially if people who are trying to, even people are trying to break in into technology because even the technical interviews are based on intimidation. So, mm. are you able to think through all that pressure? Yeah. So yeah, and that's why imposter syndrome comes in. You're like, oh no 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 no, no. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I like that you bring up um, like the whole noise and comparison. I feel like especially also in our day and age of like social media, right? Um, I feel like that has brought up, has sort of created a very good environment of imposter syndrome because like social media is like everyone's highlight reel. Like it's like the best parts of their life. So as you're on Instagram scrolling, like even if, you had a very, let me say, a very good day where maybe you accomplished your targets and stuff, you can easily get on Instagram and feel like maybe I'm not doing enough, especially like in the 20s, 30s, like this this period where everyone is not on a straight line anymore. <laughs> like I always say, like, um, getting into your 20s felt like your whole life, everyone has been on the same journey, you know, same straight road. And then in your 20s, you have people who are, some people are getting married, other people are, like, getting far in their career. So as much as you feel like maybe you've accomplished this, like, there's still social media to remind you, like, oh no, maybe you're not doing enough and this like that. Uh, like It's just a bit too much, like, with social media. I don't know if you guys have watched um, what's the... there's a new documentary on social media. And... The social dialogue. The social, yeah. Have you watched that? Especially being in technology. Oh, okay. I was watching that, and it was just so interesting how, like, the psychology that goes into coming up with these apps, right? Like, they're literally playing on our insecurities. So, for example, they were explaining how the like button was created to, you know, be positive, like, show your friends some love and stuff. But now it's the source of a lot of like our insecurities. So for you guys, how do you deal with the social media? I don't, I don't want to say pressure because I feel like it's not pressure. I don't, like you can put it down, really, if you, you can unplug. But how do you deal with social media and dealing with those feelings of inadequacy or insecurity sometimes?
1: Well, for me, I think it depends on what you use the social media for. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it's a business and if the numbers really mean a lot to you, I think for me, it's just the place where I just connect with friends and also people you've known from a past life, maybe uh, people you went to school with and all that stuff, and see what they're up to. Not really to compare, oh, this one is getting married or whatever, whatever but just to keep in the loop and just say congratulations when it's due when to see oh maybe let's they have a new business let me support it and all of that stuff but i don't see it as a place for uh, uh, as a place for comparison i think maybe the only social media that right now that's becoming a little bit toxic is linkedin oh uh, because yeah, LinkedIn has become quite a toxic space and especially people who are active in the job market who are, yeah, because now recruiting is now based on LinkedIn so you have to show this presence. But then for these other things like Instagram, just sharing with friends, sharing moments and just sharing things you may want to look at later. And yeah, I don't think there's a pressure for me I don't think so. When I'm posting, I'm not thinking about uh, X, Y, whatever. It's just...
0: I yeah, know. I
2: don't think anyone opens up Instagram and goes like, let me go here and compare myself. Like, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. actively looks for comparison. I mean, these are things that can come up uncautiously. Again, maybe because of, like, your where you're at. I mean, even just speaking of being in the job market and the job search, like you can still open up your Instagram and see someone else posting maybe how great their career is going. And just like on LinkedIn, where Mm -hmm. you will see... I mean, even me, like I'm currently looking for a job, so I'm spending a lot of time on LinkedIn. (laughs) And I finally... I actually don't find it... It's weird. I don't find it as toxic. But now that you talk about it, I see like that angle. Because when you go on LinkedIn, everyone is so... So happy to be here. So like it's just like your accomplishments, your this. It's like a platform to sell yourself, pretty much. Yeah,
1: and there's so much lying and the toxic positivity.
2: Yeah, the toxic positivity.
1: Having to be a certain way, all of that stuff, and just keeping you keep refreshing to see if there's a new job app or if there's new opportunities. I think yeah, I think LinkedIn has reached that level, but I don't know.
2: And now it has stories, so the toxic positivity <laughs> just went up a notch. For you, Esther, what has been your experience with social media?
0: So, I used to be really active on social media, the whole thing. And then, for me, it was a bit distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did struggle a bit with comparison. And not because... Um, I thought that um, I'm better than anyone, or people are better than me. It's like what you said; like we were on a similar trajectory, and I took long to realize that now we have we are all on different trajectories. Yeah. Right. So I was for people who are like, okay, twenty three done with uni, mm-hmm. twenty five this, like those kinds of people. Twenty
2: eight
0: this. Yeah. 22, this, started to be like, okay, am I missing something? Am I late here? Am I too quick here? Is this going to end too quickly? Is this going to start too quickly? So I started to worry about such things. So not necessarily comparison, but around timelines. Yeah. And, I'm 26, and my fellow 26-year-olds are doing this, and I'm doing this. Am I doing the right thing? That sort of thing. So I struggled a little bit, but I became aware of this, and I decided to... Um, Establish a boundary between me and social media, it's less stress. And I enjoy it now that I have a boundary around, you know, this is what it's for, and not to let it determine. Like you said, like people put the best versions of themselves on social media. So for you, while you're worried about, I'm not doing this enough, their best version out there. So yeah. Thank you. If you really wanted, like even myself, I was like, guess if I really wanted to curate this perfect on time version. Esther, mm-hmm. you can easily do that. So, you know, it's not that serious. So now I have a healthy boundary. I post when I like. Uh, I'm off some things completely, like Twitter, because I'm just a point. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm just being aware of what you can handle. Yeah. So yeah, I'm now aware. Um,
2: I think we've talked about imposter syndrome in the sense of like comparison. Um, I took like some time to get to know. What kind of like, I think when we think imposter syndrome, a lot of times we go straight to, you know, comparison. But I was looking at like different types of people that's common. Like imposter syndrome is common for people who are like perfectionists. So this is whether you're not like comparing yourself to someone else, but you're just naturally a perfectionist. Or there's the people who are like superwoman or superman. So these are the people who like, they push, they work overload to cover any insecurities they have or stuff. They go overtime in work. eh? You know those people who you call on Friday at 9pm and they're like, no, 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 I have to finish this. And then there's like the natural genius, like those people who judge their competence based on um, non efforts, but based on how fast they've done the thing or how easy it was to do it. So if You get into a situation where it takes you a bit of time for you to learn something, those feelings of insecurity can come up. And then there's the people who are like just too independent, that if they need to ask for help, it brings up those feelings of insecurity. Um, I think I'm kind of in that area. Um, And then there's like the expert, like the people who measure their competence based on what they know or how much they know, so if you bring up a point that maybe they don't know that much, those feelings of insecurity come up. Do you guys think you fall like in any of those categories? Because I feel like knowing where you fall helps to choose how to overcome Like it, right? Like, Like if, for example, I know my feelings of insecurity come from like, I know I'm too independent. I don't ask for help or stuff. I know that maybe if I want to um, overcome those feelings of insecurities at some point in my career, I know that it's okay to reach out for help, for example. Um, so for you, do you feel like you lie in any of those categories? Hmm. Uh,
1: I don't remember the exact names. Yeah. So there was expert, and then there was there was
2: perfectionist the superman or superwoman the natural mm-hmm. genius the independent and like the the expert
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think previously i used to lie uh, in the perfectionist uh crowd yeah yes but now it was i recently turned 26 and uh, for some reason, I was in a hurry to achieve and do all of these things, but um, yes, I think it also requires some work to be done on like on on, on like on the person's side because uh, in my head, I thought oh, 26 is so I'm supposed to have done X, Y, and Z and all that stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there's like a whole lifetime ahead of me. So I was like, what what am I pressurizing myself into for what? So, But I think I would fall into the perfectionist. I think also from people who have uh, have grown up in Uganda.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's also not a very good environment that encourages people to uh, grow into themselves. They're trying to mold you into a certain person. Mm, Yeah. So I think in my head at that point, I wanted to, uh, follow a certain uh, route that I know uh, the mold has been made, but now there's a lifetime of opportunities, a lifetime of possibilities. Um, there's no need to rush uh, so fast. So yeah, yeah. But I th- I think I would fall into the perfectionist uh, category.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think, like, the what you said about the system in Uganda really puts us in that box. Like, even our education system, yeah? It's like, how have you not ticked this box and this box and this box? <coughs> then you're not, like... You have to strive to be perfect. Like, you have to be mm-hmm. doing your books. You have to be doing the extracurricular activities. You have to be, like, again, a perfectionist. How do you feel like you try to overcome, like, to counter those feelings of the need to be a perfectionist? I think uh, it's just take time off. Mm. Take time off
1: and actually think, because I think from our culture, we are brought up to just ignore feelings. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling all these things, if you're feeling rushed, just ignore like, no, 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 this is what I'm supposed to do. No, 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 no. So I think it's just to take time and dive deep into what exactly you want, not what everyone is doing or what society wants you to do or what your parents want you to do. Yeah. I think just taking that time to discover uh, on a personal level and see what do you want to do with your life. And also living one day at a time. Yeah yeah you can only plan so much can plan uh you of course you can say tomorrow um, I'm going to do this, but you can say uh by twenty this i so of course you're supposed to have goals for your life but you have like sensible goals that have a meaning yeah yeah so I think that's how I, I, I think it's something I'm still in a work in progress but
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, you just have to take one day at a time and just make sure you are doing the things you actually want. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think drowning out people's noise, like society's noise yeah. is very key in dealing yeah, with that whole thing.
1: It's a little bit sad that actually some, some of our colleagues, our friends who are in our age group have Fallen victim to some of these things, especially we see right now there's the whole marriage wave going on mm. everyone is on pressure on pressure to fit this small mold whereby uh, parents or older people will expect you to be married at twenty something, which is really young because you have to be doing yeah, you have all these possibilities and just going to go into this. Thing you don't know about just going to drown yourself in it's like drowning yourself in a a river or a lake by, by um yeah drowning yourself knowingly so yeah it's a little bit sad but i think you have to take your life into control and be the driver
2: yeah I feel like that's something, by the way, we hadn't talked about. Especially in African culture, like, marriage is an accomplishment as well. Like, in the African culture. So, it's like, if there's also that bit, like, imposter syndrome doesn't... Especially, I don't know, it's different from men, I guess. Because if you're a man and you're not yet 30, you may not be dealing with... It. I know men who are now above 30, who also... Mm-hmm have, like, that pressure to get married or to have the accomplishment of, you know, now I have wife. Apparently, it shows stability in our culture. <laughs> that's something I didn't know. Like, I did not to stand... Like, for example, you can't stand for a lot of political offices without a partner because mm-hmm. it, it shows that you're not stable and stuff. But, like, that's another bit that shows up, like, in imposter syndrome in the African culture for women... Are yeah. you married? Are you not yet married? But, like, you could have all these things in your career and you'll have that one auntie who's like, but she's not married, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> then if you're like a, a superwoman or a perfectionist, you also strive for that. You're kind of like, you know, I've ticked off my career boxes. You also want to tick off the the family box, you know? Um, For you, Esther, what has been, what do you think, like, what kind of Type of person do you think you fall into? Like that's like the cause of yeah. like your insecure, your imposterness, imposter syndrome.
0: Definitely, definitely a perfectionist for sure. <laughs> um, and a perfectionist around timelines. I'm mm. definitely that kind of person. Like, I should be doing this, which is really funny because I never. I don't know where I got this from. But yeah, I didn't have it in school. In school, I was very laid back. I was very, whatever happens, happens. Mm. And then, yeah, I was quite chill. I think I'm a naturally chilled person, but then I got into the workforce and I got into this very competitive job. And I seemed to be the slowest. And then I started to say, wait, what? And then I started to be really like aggressive and become a perfectionist and all of these things I focus on timelines because the people I was working with were also very, you know, at 26, I want to do this, at 25, I want to hit this. it yeah. also started to be like that and catch up with the work pressure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, just one thing became another thing. And then I was now that kind of person. So I have struggled with trying to bring myself to a place where I'm like it doesn't always have to be at this time. You know, it can happen at another time and it can still happen just fine. And even with the marriage where we're saying like I have many friends getting married now and I think for me my the pressure the 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 edge the edge group that's on pressure now is ours for the girls. (laughs)
2: Like
0: weddings every week.
2: Every day there is someone who has given birth or who's introducing
0: <laughs> You're like okay, <laughs> fine, but now it's not. So there's really like a test of a character there because now you really have to decide. Like okay, you have to choose not to be on pressure. To pressure, you have to choose. You have to say I'm not ready or oh, it's not my time yet. Oh, it's not something that's a priority to me right now. Like people don't want to say those things. Not it's okay. Men fear yeah, to say these things. For example, like I tell my friends, like you know, I'm not really interested, like in dating or writing down they like just pretending. Don't want to date. You're down. you just. Know, you know. And if you're on a breakfast, there are women who like just don't want, and those women are there. Yeah pick up like this yeah and they're deemed as failures you know yeah, yeah you have all of these things but you don't have a husband so you're failed in life
2: yeah
0: i think yeah. say such things like even us who grew up hearing such things it's always there at the back of your mind and you have to cautiously you know deal with it every day you have to address it because it's always there at the back of your mind Grown up. So you have to, like, you know, if, if if no man chooses you, you're not good at this or you're not good at that or you're not good enough. It may not be the case for you, but you've hard people still it's because she can't cook or it's because she can't do this. So, so you grow up listening to these things and now you have to deal with them as a 20-something woman who's trying to <laughs> get ahead. Yeah. But you have these invisible hopes. constantly like reminding you of the culture and everything that's you
2: know yeah it's so weird how like they're so deep like even us like like me and you like women who even despite having all these dreams for yourself and you're like educated and stuff unconsciously you'll find yourself like it would cross your mind once in a while like okay like like is this like I'm 26 or something like that like it's sort of like you're in a again a timeline like you said but I feel like from what both of you guys have said it's definitely like that thing of always going within and knowing who you are as a person knowing where you want to go as a person so I think cultivating like that self-awareness um continuously I don't think it's like you do it one day and you're like, now I'm self-aware, I know who I am, people won't phase me. I think it's like, because <laughs> that's what sometimes it's it's talked about as, yeah? Like when you hear someone talk about being self-aware or this, it kind of feels like, it's like you reach a point and you're not phased. you know who you are, and it's just like, nah, man, it's a continuous journey. Like there'll be days it will be easier, there'll be days it will be harder. Um, but, like, you have to constantly remind yourself who you are, jogenda I think there's a proverb in Luganda about something that, like that. But, yeah. Um, so, I think that's yeah. it. We have come to the end. Um, I do have to say I found it interesting as I was researching, like, the topic of imposter syndrome. Because I felt a lot of imposter syndrome regarding my podcast platform and I feel it every time I want to level up, go to the next level. Um, I sort of have Mm. to work through that as well as looking back on what I've accomplished for the previous level. It's like, okay, how, how do I continuously deal with it? But I think it's just going through it. Um, they were saying that imposter syndrome is, it's both a fear of failure and a fear and a fear of success. Um, because, As much as we talk about fear of failure a lot, we don't talk about fear of success because that's there as well. You're like, if I make it this big, then there's nothing left to do but fall. You get what I mean? So there's also that fear of success. Like, you know, the way in town, you can you can talk to people and people are like, ah, that one she thinks she has everything. You know, like so, unconsciously you pick up those thoughts and you're scared of your own success because you think maybe it will be taken from you. Or you'll be judged for it, something like that. Like so, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much, Javin and Esther, for coming on to Can We Talk? Um, please follow them on um Instagram. It's Millennial Runs Podcast. Subscribe yeah. to both podcasts. Um yeah.
1: Yeah. and thank you for having us. Uh, we enjoy listening to your podcast. <laughs>
0: This was so much fun. Okay, thank you. All right. Thank you.